your favorite artists 24-7. My music. This is RX Radio. Groove Cafe. Brought to you by Stanbic Bank. It can be. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio and I am Crystal. You know I'm always looking forward to meeting new people, hearing their stories and finding out what they are passionate about. Now my guest today is passionate about so many things to do with film and production. He is a director, a writer, a producer, a recording artist. He started his film career back in 2011 at the Maisha Film Lab and he went on to train at the Kwetu Film Institute in Kigali, Rwanda. He enrolled for for a master's degree in film television at Sacred Heart University outside New York City and since then he has worked on so many different productions he worked for NBC Universal in New York if you think about the Jerry Springer show hmm i want to hear about that and then he went on to start his own production company Manzi Media now when you think of shows that we know and love like Chad Dalla as well as JDC Junior's Drama Club which is now on DSTV on MultiChoice. I mean, that is a person who created these shows. I do have Alan Manzi joining me on the Groove Cafe. Hi, Crystal. Hi, I was talking about you by the way. Yeah, <laughs> All these things. <laughs> Yeah. I find Apparently. that it, it's always funny when you're like, "Oh, I did that." You did all that? I sound more serious on paper than mm-hmm. I am in real life. You think so? I feel like it makes me out to be bigger than I actually am. No, but you've been cooking for a while. I've been on the grind for a while. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes, I've been working at this for a while. But like with Because it's what craft, 12 years if you started 2011. It's 12 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's in film. Mm-hmm. But before that I had like a one year of production just experimental, mm-hmm. which is when I had a few TV pilots coming no. out oh. where I featured <laughs> a one Crystal Newman at one point. Oh my lord. <laughs> And so mm-hmm. it's from 2010 I would say up to now. Okay. Been, yeah. 2010 till now. Okay, so this passion for film production, how far back does it go, Alan? Wow, um, that's a loaded question. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's some people who, when they were little, they yeah. would get the whole family around. <laughs> well, okay, maybe I'm talking about myself. <laughs> and I'd have a stage and right. everyone right. would have to sit down. Right. We had a play, we right. would sing songs. <laughs> and then it makes sense for me to go on to do what I do. What about you? It makes sense for you. But me, it's not so different. Uh for me I would say I started out like a, as a child performer mm. I used to like uh, uh school productions mm-hmm. and even at home I used to be good at traditional dance so they take me out for like uh weddings and all of that oh. so that was me as a kid <laughs> Were you ever paid did you get yeah. anything My mom says I got paid I don't remember she said I used she the money she got paid she said I used the money but I don't remember uh, it that much Well lollipops and things <laughs> like that mm-hmm. Right um but I can't complain it was so much fun for me but um I would say for film it started right around senior to senior 3 mm. when we were doing our first plays in high school oh. so I was also in high school and even then I was an assistant director of the plays Okay I was just I, I enjoyed the process of piecing it together mm-hmm, I was really so much about wanting to be center stage I wanted to organize it and be responsible for making it to execute it so well Okay so you could see all the different pieces yes, and how they work yes, together and how they should work together and how they should naturally blend mm-hmm. so that's why I'm There are not many went. people who can do that I don't know because that's having the vision, the overall vision. But most people, they'll nail their part. They'll understand yeah. what their contribution is. So, 
I mean, at that, that age, you were like, who? If yeah. you do this and you do that, and yes, it okay. comes together. It will come together really great. Mm-hmm. But take me back to your mom. You said yes. she used to take you and you would dance. You said yes. traditional dances. Yes, what, so what I'm Randy's. Gro- yes, yes. Uh, my parents were Randy's. So during that time, though, there was a lot of Randy's. Uh, community that was still in Uganda mm-hmm. before they moved back. Mm-hmm. So they used to do a lot of like local, I would say, get-togethers. Okay. And they'd have like little kids come and perform uh-huh. and then there'd be weddings and traditional weddings and all the sort. Mm-hmm. So my mom was very popular in the circles. So okay. she'd take me along and I'd get paid and she would get money and get soda. <laughs> People would call for me when and she couldn't make it so she'd send my cousin or someone to take me. Okay. So it was always that. But then... um. Specifically, I think for film, mm-hmm. I started by watching, uh, what's it called? The 2002 Oscars. The 2002 Oscars? Yeah, on TV. Uh-huh. And it blew my mind how I didn't know any of those movies. That I loved oh, movies. Okay. And, and then that, even understanding costume design. Yeah. All these different well, all concepts. All the time I didn't realize who those people were. All I knew was the actor uh-huh. and the actress. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's it. And that's and what, still what most people know. Yes. But then you would see... Like most of the actors, you know them, but you've never heard of these movies. And so it would always confuse me. Why don't we know a lot of these movies? Mm-hmm. We know a lot of these blockbuster action movies. Oh, uh, yes. And those are the ones we all like. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> but then you find out there's some really great dramatic film that was done by Nicole Kidman uh-huh. or some or Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And you've never heard of it, but it's winning awards. Yeah. So that disconnect between those two worlds also like, pulled my I would say curiosity to the industry mm-hmm. like how is it these two people are always existing there's films you know mm-hmm. there's, the, there's the films that win awards yeah yeah, it's true I mean I used to watch the Oscars as well just to yes. know what movies I had missed because some of them were really really you, like intense as well very intense and which you, you don't come across mm-hmm. yeah okay so 2002 but yeah Okay, so school, you said you were the person who was happy to work behind the scenes. Very, I'd offer up myself. Okay, but I'm sure at some point you were dragged on stage as well. I was. Mm -hmm. Most times, uh, even in film, most times the first thing was, hey, you're going to play (laughs) so-and-so. I'm like, that's interesting. Good. That statement alone <laughs> is not a comfortable one. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So I go through it and I'm like, oh, I see what the story is. And you get excited by the story mm. more than the character. Mm. I'm <laughs> like, I can't help bring this together. And I don't know if it's just me as a creative. I can't just do my own thing on one little thing. Mm. I have to cr- help create the entire But you piece. see, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> you see all the pieces and how they probably can work even better together. So, huh. yeah. so I had to convince Early them. Early no, no, days no, when I you'd can't. be with someone else who was a director. <laughs> How were <are> you? <laughs> oh, early days, I don't know. It was all intuition, I would say. Mm-hmm. Everything was intuition. I don't know. Uh, at that point, we hadn't gone to school or studied it. Yeah. It was all like, I think, because you saw Denzel Washington doing this mm-hmm. and the way he held the line before he said it. Mm-hmm. Like, you should hold that line for like two seconds before you say it. Just things like that, but little small nuances you add to the crafting of the story okay but yeah you mentioned denzel washington twice now because he, <laughs> he is a stellar performer you see one like of one of the greats to you mm-hmm. one of the best actors if not the greatest living actor wow yeah. oh my think, goodness <laughs> but i think yeah it's a very fair claim to make no he's amazing yeah. i won't lie i love him but i also love al pacino i love oh, yeah. I mean, Meryl Streep. There's there's a whole crop. Robert De Niro. Uh, man. Jack Nicholson. Uh, 
Should we go Anthony Hopkins? Oh, should yeah. we go there? No, let's not. Okay, let's, let's leave so those much guys. Greatness there. Yes, but we're also seeing new talent as well. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. all right. So 2011 is when yes. you actually started your film yes. journey. Yes. Uh, the decision that was here. Yes. Hmm. By then, were you in school? Were you done with school? I had just. Uh, I was one year out of moves. So okay. I did my undergrad mm. at uh, Macquarie University Business School. Okay. It was a BBC Business Computing. Mm. And I would just say, <laughs> I had fun at campus. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed campus because <laughs> that is not where I ended up. Fast forward one year later, uh-huh. I'm in, I've just left business school. I'm in production now carrying gear and lights and all of that. So at the time, did you know I'm just finishing this and moving yeah, on? Yeah, So you, I okay, mean, going year, through the motions. One year in, I knew mm. that it was too late and I was like, okay, let me just see what I'm going to do after. Has so at that, that point, I started looking for scripts and reading scripts, mm. going to Maisha, because it was already existent. And they used to allow like, come with any student ID mm. and sign out a script. Okay. And you'd go and read and go take it back and then send another oh, one. brilliant. So that's literally what I would do during like my campus days. Mm. Like my off days when I'm not having fun at school. So that degree, has it ever come in handy? Yes. Now that I'm, uh, I own my own company uh-huh. that produces my content. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Finally it paid off. <laughs> it was not in vain, but... At the time, you were like, I'm just doing this. Why we're studying it. Mm -hmm. But then I felt like, like, you know, I'm from a very traditional African family, Mm. conservative father, like a religious mom. And so they want a certain way you should be presented to the world. Mm. You should have your your education, your degree, and then try your luck at the world, but at least get your education first. Oh, yes. At least do this. Do this for us. Then you can go and figure yourself out. But um, I always knew I was not going to end up in the entertainment industry. I just knew how. The business is, because my dad is a businessman, I was like, this will make him very happy. Uh, Once I give him this, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. You see someone saying all the pieces yes. <laughs> again? Yeah, He's like, let me do this for now. But in the meantime, in the I'm mid- also working yeah, on what in the I want to do. I'm getting my scripts, reading how they write scripts, uh-huh. reading all sorts of like literature that can educate you. So that's how it started. Then Maisha came and again, I was pulled to act into, in Maisha. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh which other positions are still available at this point. And they told me none. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to sign on. And it was a lead role. But I was like, as soon as any position opens, let me know. Whether it's a PA, whether it's what, that's where I want to go. I <laughs> so you know, this was, it was a placeholder, essentially. And they told them. Yeah, it was a lead. Yes. And I told them, if you're still auditioning, audition. Get someone to do this. But I'll accept because I want to go to the set. <laughs> And I told the girl, and she was very amused by that response because it was the opposite of most people. Mm-hmm. Most people wanted to be... Yeah, they want the limelight. Yes. The yeah. star. The star. But I was like, I don't like it. so Because I'd grown up like on stage and all of that. Mm. I wasn't so eager to get there, but I knew how crafting the process, how great a fulfilling process was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how I ended up. I told the lady, she's called Liz Buyondo, told me, Amans, I've got a position open it's for a runner, but... It's yours if you want it. Okay. So I left the paying acting position (laughs) to be a runner runner for free free (laughs) and being bullied and bossed around for weeks and like a month and a half. But it was one of the best times of my life. Oh my goodness. It was crazy. It just goes to show you knew what you wanted. (laughs) Yeah, I think I did. Okay. So after your master's, you worked for NBC. Oh, yes. How was that? What was that experience like? For how long? Uh, from 2013 till 2016. Okay, three years. Mm-hmm. Four years, technically. 
Okay, kind of four years. Almost four years. Uh-huh. What was that like? I was very... At first, I was very nervous because mm. NBC, it's, a, it's the oldest media company in the US. That's what they say. Mm. And so... Getting in, I'd heard of Jerry Springer, but I knew them for fighting on stage <laughs> and all, all the... That sounds like a hot Oh my God. It was scandal after scandal. So scandalous, but then it was so exciting and mm-hmm. I'm in my early 20s. So it was very, very exciting <laughs> for me because I started the course and then they brought the um, the list of schools of uh, media companies that were offering internships and okay. NBC was number one was offering paid internships and mm. it was unheard of. So I was getting paid to learn. And I was like, wow. this is really, really cool. So I, I was an intern for the Jerry Springer, Steve Wilkos show, the Maury Povich show, the Trisha show, Crazy Talk, and a few other pilots that they kept doing. Mm-hmm. So I was there for almost four years from the time I was an intern to an assistant, to an audience assistant, and then to finally in the control room, I mm-hmm. being the director's assistant. Ooh, yes, so that nice. was very exciting. By the time I got there, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm seeing how the actual... How it's all coming how together. How it's all being made. Okay. And at that point, it was all just opening up for me. I realized like, it's actually not as hard as we think it is. It's mm. just a lot more detailed and thought detailed. out. And I feel like everybody has to do their part. Yes. And every small thing has someone doing it. Mm. There's no small jobs. And there's pride in every single oh, thing. Yes. And everyone, Can I add that? So much pride. I was so proud to be the intern. <laughs> like, I'm the bottom of the food chain, but I was like, I'm so proud to be here because your duties are very limited, but they add so much. Mm. You watch the show and you're like, oh yeah, I took her out and got her drinks. I remember <laughs> her, her shoes were not fitting. I bought her new shoes. You got her new shoes. They're like, oh These yeah. These are all the things behind the, the scenes. small things we didn't see. Uh-huh. And so, slowly by slowly, I realized like, this whole thing was just, it's not so hard. It's just, different and industrious scale mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. so that's when I started getting the feeling of why don't I just go back okay. and let's see what we can do but you Uganda. worked on a lot of live shows so Those yeah kind of was, well okay they recorded but they still had a live it was, audience it was pretty much live because mm-hmm. they, they were going for a whole live feel mm-hmm. and uh, we were shooting roughly 25 episodes a week How? why do you think that is something that is not really picked up here I find that that's something that the is not talk really shows, translated right? yeah with a live audience per se like I, to that level, to that standard. It's a very intricate process. Because uh-huh. now I can tell you, because I actually worked with the audience for a whole year. Mm. I could tell you how the process of getting audience members, calling them, uh-huh. calling people's numbers, and then booking them, then double booking them, then booking their arrivals and double confirming that, making sure they get to the bus, make sure they're enough in the bus, make sure they get the directions, <laughs> they get there, they get food. It's such a process. Eh? Yeah. And this is just a department where like 10 people were dedicated to the audience. Mm-hmm. But it's such a whole process that you don't have time to do anything else. And yet you have to also manage them you while manage you're recording them. them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. While you're doing all this, manage them because these are human beings and it's a big group. It's like, because yeah, a lot 60. of people have tried and I'm like, huh, and I get managing easy. those human beings. And then once they get there, uh-huh. their expectations versus what they get there versus what you expect out of them. Mm. And then also transitioning them and giving them the right energy space because they have to be energetic. Uh-huh. That so was you the, get up and oh, dance. Oh, we used to do like 30 minutes of just warm-ups mm-hmm. and we get dancers up there, do little moves. and get, <laughs> We had comedians would give them Red Bull just to get the energy up. Mm-hmm. So by the time like Jerry Springer or any of the talk show hosts come out, mm-hmm. they are hit with energy. Uh-huh, so hyped. that also builds up on their performance and then the whole show just feels good when you watch oh it. Oh my goodness. So it's, 
that's one of the reasons here it's not been done because mm-hmm. the audience part just the audience management is enough to fund the show itself <laughs> you get it, eh? yeah. it it needs people to manage it from a to z mm. and that's like mm-hmm. too expensive for people to actually think too about too expensive and and that's a huge market so it it's makes sense huge in many ways. Ma- exactly because there mm-hmm. yeah, there are like 30 40 million people who could be watching uh-huh. so it pays off and brands are fighting to get on that show cuz people are watching so it pays off here we can do it but we can't have not more than two or three in the country mm-hmm. cuz there are such big endeavors like yeah. to be one of the biggest talk shows for it to have an audience so but you, though we do have good talk shows yeah we do yeah. we do it's just a live audience factor that i know is very difficult oh, yes, to manage yes. very, very, very very difficult, difficult to yes. manage So you went on to become the director's assistant. Yes, yes. And yes. then you said you started thinking about coming back. Yes, because that's when I started writing uh, my first short film, mm-hmm. my first Ugandan short film. Because mm-hmm. that whole time I was just learning, 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 learning. And I was so I would say hesitant and fearful of venturing into my own mm. that I wanted to pop myself with as much knowledge as I could before I tried it. Because <laughs> I was like I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Sacrifice way too much to get here. So by the time I uh, got the job as a director's uh, assistant, I realized okay, I can direct because I danced short films and I'd actually won an award oh, by when then. I won in, in film school. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then I still f- feared to just venture out. Mm. So 2016 is when I was like, let me write my first film, go to Uganda, shoot it, and depending on the reception it gets, I'll know that I should stay here at NBC or pack my bags and go and back head to back. beautiful Uganda because <laughs> it was snowy wherever I was. Oh, cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> the winter. No one wants to talk the about the winter. Mm-hmm. I really hated that city because of that. Like, it's so horrible. Yeah. It's not as beautiful as it. It's not as it looks on TV. I know. It looks like, like the snow. snow angel. Oh and I'm like, God, the snow. And you're like, no. Try to put your hand in a freezer mm-hmm. and for five minutes. That's how it feels. <laughs> How you saying it's fun it's not but yeah I wanted to move back and so I wrote my first short film called Rehema mm-hmm. I called my former Maisha classmate uh-huh. who is now also a producer in Uganda mm-hmm. like hey I have a film let's do it together we'll put it out there he's called Osama Mukwaya and so Osama and I produced uh, Re- uh, Rehema and to my surprise it did very very mm-hmm. well yes and it got a great reception locally like internationally in the region were nominated for several awards in Uganda, in Kenya, in Rwanda, Morocco, South Africa. Were you surprised? Them. I mean, you had put in the work, but still. I was surprised for the South African festivals and the Moroccan festival because okay. they are Oscar qualifying festivals. Mm-hmm. So they take the best of the best of the best and they'd get almost 10,000 applications every year. Okay. So, and they accept only 120. So you get to, <laughs> so you're like, "Really? Really?" What? <laughs> I ran around the house like five times. <laughs> so excited, screaming uh-huh. on the phone, couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that reassured me like actually there's a market for this. And what actually made it so unique was because Rehema wanted to make it as authentic as possible. So it was 90% in Luganda. Mm-hmm. It was shot in Kawempe. It was shot with like local people. It didn't have any stars. Mm-hmm. It's not like JDC right now where you have a lot of celebrities. Yes, yes. This one had no one and it was in the local language. So it had a lot that could potentially work against it mm-hmm. but still people resonated with it so much and I was like wait a minute 
this could actually be a career like a full career if i, I if i'm thinking I this. this is your fascination for the oscars because much as a lot of those movies have really big actors and actresses mm. there's that authenticity that they yes. bring to the roles which sometimes you find when we have projects and films that people are doing in their local languages yes mm-hmm. yes because it's even just a performance thing it's easier to tell a story in a comfortable language mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you can express yourself in the most comfortable way yeah. and whoever is listening because i find that sometimes the script does not resonate as naturally as someone would have like a spoken were, english which is why i like it when people use ugandan english and ugandanisms yes uglish yes <laughs> <laughs> i love uglish i try to use it as much because i'm like we need to make it as authentic as possible yeah. mm-hmm. and for me i'm like let them add luganda any chance they get mm-hmm. Because that's the only way a real Ugandan will feel like that's someone they could actually know. Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, that's an actor playing this part. Yeah. So yeah, that really uh, resonated with me when I realized the film had traversed like the globe mm-hmm. and Africa. For me, Africa was my target. I never applied to any festival outside Africa. Okay. Because I was like, this is my audience. This is who I'm making, telling the stories for. If they can appreciate it, I'm good. I don't care whether Oscars come calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do care. I mean, that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be a cherry on top. But I'm like, this is the cake. Mm-hmm. If I can get Africa to buy into my storytelling, then we're onto something. So it gave you the confidence to come back. That, like, once uh, it got into Durban, I was like, hey, it's actually possible. Mm-hmm. So I tell uh, my colleagues, so I'm going to NBC to quit. As I'm quitting, they're promoting me. Oh. Because I've been asking for a promotion for a long time and oh for a raise. Gosh. And the guy, and this guy, Vinny, is like, I don't, know, I don't have money, I don't have money. So when I get for at the end of the season, I'm like, Vinny, it's my last day. I'm like, I don't know, I know. I've been asking for a raise, but <laughs> I have something to tell you. I'm like, I still have something to tell you. <laughs> He's like, oh, really, go fast. I tell him. Uh, you you didn't change your it. mind for like <laughs> a second? No, because I sort of saw the promotion coming. Mm. But then I was like, it's going to be now three years contract okay yeah and i'm like i do i want to sign on for three to five years of a new talk show and for a position which is now no longer like a sub position that's mm-hmm. now a real position i'm gonna get stuck in american broadcast industry <laughs> it was a real fear of i'm gonna get stuck in the contracts of it mm-hmm. and the jobs whereby i can't come back right and i'm like i'm gonna miss the start of my career mm-hmm. what could potentially be like the start so when he told me the job offer i said uh, I still have some news for you. I told him the good news. My my film has gone into a very big festival and mm-hmm. I'm going to pursue this for two years and see how it takes me. Yeah. But he was very graceful about it, very encouraging. And he told me, whenever you want to come back, there's always a home for you. Mm. But yeah, good luck and everything. <laughs> so I was very... It's always nice to see people grow. Yeah, I think... For, but so, I think it was also like, woo, this is a <laughs> big step. We wish yes. you all the best. Really? It was more like that. <laughs> oh, you're sure about this? Okay. Wish you all the best. But then he's kept being supportive the whole time. Oh. So yeah, coming mm-hmm. back now, telling my family I'm coming back because going to the US was hard convincing. Like, I'm going to go to US and do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now they know that you're doing well and you're comfortable. You're, uh-huh. well, you're, you're in New York, you're settled. <laughs> I'm coming back. Wait, what? But you've been working for this this whole time. Every, yeah, mm-hmm. it was... I couldn't convince them. Mm. So I just had to work against their advice and, and just, just do it in spite of everything. I'm like, you know, it's just... Uh, 
let me just risk it all. Mm-hmm. I can still make young mistakes. Let me make this one. If it is a mistake, <laughs> that is. Yeah. If not, the win is is big. Well, that's the phrase right there. Risk it all yes. because we were talking about how much the film industry and just television grown. series, how much it has grown yeah. in the last few years. It's so yeah. exciting now. Yes. But if you go back ten years Oof. ago. You still had people struggling. We, yeah, man. Five years ago, six years ago, honestly, mm-hmm. the turning point is happening just in the past four or five years. Mm-hmm. That's where seeing a change. Okay. Like, but before that, like, like getting a job or getting productions that are consistently coming out of Uganda in mm-hmm. film or TV was hard. Where one production a year would create news all over the like everywhere, <laughs> and this is the truth. Oh. Oh my God! Because when the hostel came out, it was just one show. I know. What is, it's it, so true. One it show, over. and everyone's like, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God!" Beneath the lights came. Mm-hmm. It took over. <laughs> like any show. So thank God. Now, when I came back in 2017, 2018, they started developing the what Chadala, and we shot it at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. It came out 2019. Okay. And even when it came out, there weren't that many series still, mm-hmm. and it was still like, yeah, big deal. Big deal. But now, four years later. We have like twenty TV series. <laughs> yes, different cr- ones. Like what? It's crazy how the industry has just like sprouted. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very proud for me to see it. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. Yes. And then you see, again, the work has paid off. The, work the is determination hanging in there. Because I'm yeah. sure there were moments where you're like, man, yeah, uh-huh. should I go back? <laughs> yeah, I still have those moments. Even <laughs> just last week, I'm like, oh, my god, because the pressures. I don't know, man. The more successful you get, mm-hmm. the more the pressures come. Now, project now, uh, like JDC, Chadela mm-hmm. was uh, my show, but I didn't executive produce it. Okay. So I didn't put up the money for it. Okay. So I was okay. rich ahead. Yes. So I was just the producer, director, writer. JDC mm-hmm. is my project. Banzi ah. Media is handling it. And then I'm producing and I'm uh, directing at the same time. So it is oh your baby, God. baby, baby. It's my real baby, baby. Uh-huh. But then... I feel all the problems companies <laughs> face in real time, like uh-huh. in real time, of like above the line, below the line production costs. <laughs> <laughs> like my business school came back so hard for me. <laughs> like mean, you said, it's coming to play yo, though. It really is thankfully. coming. Back. Thankfully, because mm-hmm. I'm able to have like discussions and actual issues. But then, oh, it's I still get those moments where I'm like. Was it really worth it? Mm. So I keep checking in on my friends who are at NBC, and I'm like, "Hey guys, what's up? How is everything?" So what gives me the consolation is because whenever I talk to them, they're still in the same jobs. Oh, so your fear was very real. Yes, they're that, still in the same. That job. you get a place, Some you're comfortable, you're making money. Oh man, due, yeah. Due, due to COVID, yeah. Others stayed in those jobs, and one, I think, two have only been promoted like to assistant director status. Oh, so when you think about your growth. Yeah, it's I it's way right more on time. Right at the <laughs> right on time before I got into the before you were locked in. Yo, it was uh-huh. going to be a hard one. But so yeah. JDC, you put it on YouTube. How yeah. did that happen? <laughs> Again, um, and we know it star studded because I was saying I, I follow it through all the different <laughs> personalities between Malaika, Galchano, everyone. I'm like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. Now that's I would say I learned my lesson with Chadella. I mm-hmm. realized. There's a secret to star power. Mm. Like when you have enough good faces in the show, a lot of the promotion is done for you. Yeah, just mm-hmm. automatically. But beyond that, if you have actually people who are passionate about the show, mm-hmm. they will take it on like it's their baby as yes. well. Yes. So which is what the success is with JDC. 
all these celebrities that came in have just really helped push it. Mm-hmm. But how it started was in uh, COVID. Um, someone had approached me before that, like you should create content for a kids series. So this was what 2019? 2020. 2020. Feb of 2020. Just before to, we went to yes. the lockdown. Okay. So I get approached by this new company in uh, Zambia mm-hmm. that was coming to Uganda soon, and they were having this uh, kids channel. Mm-hmm. And they wanted kids content. Mm-hmm. So someone had recommended me and blah blah blah. They call me. We meet up, and then I tell them there's a few ideas that I bounce off their heads. And all of them, they were just taking until they didn't have like anything they really, really liked. They were like, "Yes, just give us. It's okay." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, cowards. I didn't trust." So you had like what they were trying to give you the creative freedom. Not the creative freedom, but like when I'm pitching you a show, mm-hmm. I want to see which show you actually like. Reason uh-huh. like is actually what you want to shoot, uh-huh. but they didn't have a, a preference. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Okay, we'll see if I can just do something." One month later. Um, Covid happens. <laughs> Covid happened. We're locked like, down. Right airport before our third meeting. Yeah, of now prepping. So everything is locked down. So my partner and I um I was also working on another project with someone else, mm-hmm. with Nisha Kalema. Okay. Who is now my executive uh, producer, co-executive producer JDC. Mm-hmm. So I told her, Nisha man, I had these people reached out for a series and I gave them ideas but they didn't buy it and now I'm stuck with an idea. Okay. And I know you're not working. And I know all our friends are not working. And I also have a school offer from um Saint Marcelino Academy mm-hmm. which had called me after Chadala. They were like, "Hey, if you have a, need a school, let us know." And so uh, Nicole Maimo who's uh, like the connection to the school, she showed, told me about it. So when I called Nisha, my friend, who's also a very very good actress, uh-huh. writer, producer, and she's had a great uh, run as a filmmaker as well. We are developing the uh, the show but we didn't know who we were going to cast we were like whoever is available we'll cast <laughs> so there was never an intention to cast like big names mm-hmm. it was like who is available amongst the actors and we have a great database of friends we could reach uh-huh. out to so we start ticking off ticking off chick we found out a lot of the people were actually walking I'm like how are you guys walking <laughs> We're in <laughs> lockdown the president just opened up like two months ago and it's still semi lockdown mm-hmm. but people were working i didn't know at that point that it was actually power magic prime uh... shooting Prestige and Sanyo at that okay, time okay. were just starting. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like I said, in Uganda, when one production's happening, it takes up the entire space. And, yes. But now there were two and there were big, actually there were three at that time. So they're taking up a lot of the good actors and mm-hmm. creatives. So who are left were the more brand name actors. Okay. Who people, I would say, are fear to approach. So I'm like, these are still our friends. So I go, <laughs> I go, I go, I go. Hey, Nisha, leverage your, your friendships. Your leverage networks. your friendships. I told Nisha, isn't your, aren't your friends with Malaika? Mm-hmm. Yeah, call Malaika, please. <laughs> like, hey, let me call her. So I'm like, okay, let me call Natasha. This is Naive. I'm like, mm-hmm. she's my friend. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, we have Natasha and Malaika. Who else? We look, we look, we look. People come on and they cancel. Mm-hmm. So next person was Uncle Mo. Mm-hmm. We're like, ah, Uncle Mo is doing more videos now. They're starting to trend. At that and point, he's a really good actor too. Very good. And I had wanted to work with him for like four years at that point. I'm like Moses. We get Sammy Wetella. We get all these other people start saying yes. Mm-hmm. The only problem was like timing. Their times were so. That's the thing. I feel like isn't that a challenge? Making schedules. sure you work with everyone's schedule. Yo, it mm-hmm. was so hard. So we're supposed to shoot in uh, August. Then we went to September. Then we went to October. Then we went to November because of <laughs> schedules. And Cleo also said yes. Like we got really great actors, but schedules was the problem. Mm. So like you know what? 
we're just going to get hours. Just give me three hours. Give me two hours. Because no one was asking for a day. Give me yeah. two hours. So that way, we're able to like get a week where we could get like three days and all of them could come for three uh-huh. hours. And because they're also not major roles, like they need them for a whole day. Mm-hmm. So when they came, they did their part, they left the camp. So all of them, mostly, most of them didn't know each other and didn't know who was starring in the show. <laughs> so it's only when they all came together it's like oh when oh oh we were doing the promo photo shoot that they uh-huh. also like Malika <laughs> so then another Tanzi and Uncle Mo and all of they, they uh-huh. all hadn't seen each other because of the scheduling during the production mm-hmm. but then the pilot came out and um, again because they fell in love with the show mm. they pushed it as much as with love and thank God because that's what you can feel that genuine love and yes. passion and investment oh yes mm-hmm. all of them and the kids are great it. too oh now the kids God. I haven't even talked about the most best part <laughs> the kids so we're not coming out with JDC um, what really made it turn it from like a kid series to a musical was this kid called Ezekiel Mutesasira Okay. Yeah, just one uh, staff has got talent with his sister mm-hmm. they're the most talented singers I've ever had in Uganda I'm like these kids are insane we all and thought so, they were going to win. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was obvious. Yes. So they were just off of their win and they were in the same age group as the talent. Mm. So just, I don't even know what what guts I had that day to just call the parents and be like, oh yeah, can we please get <laughs> the most talented kids in East African for our series, but we don't have money. I hope I want them to come and sing and perform. Because <laughs> that was in a summary of this pitch. Uh-huh. However, Pastor Mtesasira is so gracious and uh, uh, thank God he had he knew my mom because she was very religious mm-hmm. and she had gone to his church at one point. Uh-huh. Oh yes, Sister Gundi. Oh yes, sure. We, we know you. <laughs> we know your parents. We, exactly. <laughs> we know your parents. So we trust them. So it's okay. Uh-huh. So that's the reason I got uh, the Mtesasira. So once Ezekiel joined the team, it became a musical. Mm-hmm. Then we did the song and we shot it and it felt it felt like I don't know exciting like this is so new mm-hmm. this is so cool like yes. what it's like lightning in a bottle let's not lose this <laughs> and so once they started pushing it people started paying attention but what made people stay was the watching it and mm-hmm. experiencing it mm-hmm. and at the end of it you see Ezekiel singing mm-hmm. so it was oh, it had a very euphoric end it like captured a lot of audiences mm-hmm. so fast forward a month later oh, sorry after that Elena Nawiso calls me very angry saying, why are you putting it on YouTube for free? Manzi, why are you putting it on YouTube for free? This is so very, very good work. Please submit How it to Paul you? Magic. How dare you? <laughs> submit it to Paul Magic Prime. I'm like, oh yes, I've heard it. Please, immediately. Mm-hmm. So it was her idea for us to go on Paul Magic Aww. Prime. Mm-hmm. So fast forward months later, we submit, they reach out to us and negotiate for like six months mm-hmm. trying to make sure they understand the show and we get the kind of reception we need from them yes. and collaboration. And yeah, it's I exciting, right? March, yes, of 2022. Yes, yeah, four seasons. So last year, March, sorry, August 2022. Four seasons. No, the full season. The okay, full season, I, yeah. I thought you said four seasons. I was no, like, what? <laughs> okay, four seasons. I was gonna just. Four seasons Ooh. would be a whole other thing. I don't be the same. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> <by now>. yeah. <laughs> okay, but it's exciting yeah. times, and it's again, I say times. it's just such a good feel around it yeah. in general, oh, yeah. and you have such amazing talent on the show. Okay. So okay, so you wrap that. Uh, I know that means you're definitely already working on something else, right? Yes, uh, mm-hmm. I'm working on season two of JDC. Mm-hmm. I have a feature film I'm working on, and um, I have like. Uh, 
two other shows that I've been hired to direct. Mm-hmm. So I do have work coming out. Um, but also, what people maybe didn't know that I also do video concepts for music videos. Oh, okay. Um, well, we haven't talked about the single that you put out. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> like what happened? How? When? Who convinced uh, you? Is it something you'd always wanted to do? I love music videos. Okay. I love them, but I find the whole process is like a film. But it's almost like a renegade film. Like it's Wild West. Like it's <laughs> anything goes. Really? I well, I guess like, so. I mean, depending on the storyboards. Yes, it's I, all I compressed love, into this. Dude, I, mm-hmm. li- I like how it's like you can do anything in a music video. There's no rules to really. Mm, really true. can. By the way. But, mm-hmm. And uh, what really used to make me love music videos was Michael Jackson. Mm. His music videos were, were movies. Even now. <laughs> Even now. You go back and watch them. Today. You're like, what? So... I used to love music videos, but what I would always get disappointed by was the quality and the attention to the story and the yes. and the pomp and the showmanship of a video. It's uh-huh. supposed to have a sudden, like when you watch it, it's supposed to feel something. Mm-hmm. And not just hearing the song, but the video is supposed to communicate a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, the only person I would sing that I was actually doing it well was uh, Sasha. Sasha yeah, Vibes, Sasha Vibes. Who... Um, I had worked with on Chadala because mm-hmm. he was actually part of the people that developed it. People don't know that. Oh, wow. He's one of the people I helped develop the visuals for Chadala. Okay. But he wasn't around when we were shooting. So he's the one who kept like pushing me like, yeah, write concepts for me, right? Finally, he said, I wrote a concept. He liked it and we started writing concepts. So I come on set and help him like uh, produce the video. Mm. But I wouldn't want to like direct it because I was like, this anything goes you need to be on your feet <laughs> like that. and in film it's the opposite where it's intense preparation uh-huh. intense preparation yes. and making sure yet i think with music videos it's also it's very just loose uh-huh. it's very i don't know it's alive and coloring outside the the, the box, box right yes. mm-hmm. as ever means it's hard for me <laughs> but i can create something to let go like that I, huh? I can create something that can give the feeling of letting go okay. the concept <laughs> <laughs> just the, yeah. just the, the hint of it the hint of it uh-huh. and if you watch some of the videos that I, I wrote you'll be like oh yeah actually I can see there's some mm. there's a sense of cinema and direction here mm-hmm. but yeah normally no so there's my favorite video I think right now is the Azari video Maje oh have you watched yes. when she's walking in the, on the horse yes that was when I was really you're proud of that I'm very proud of it I was like <laughs> I want to do something that had never been done in like an Ugandan video. Mm-hmm. But, and when, when we were shooting it, it was like, we didn't have as many problems as I thought we were going to have with the horse and everything. Mm-hmm. Horse in the middle of the street, people on the sidelines, and it came out, it looked very good. Yeah. And then even the, uh, what's that Cameroon song now? Which one? Um, forever. Yes, yes. Oh, Forever. So yes, ah. I wrote the concept for Forever as okay. well. And it was one of those of like, I wanted to take it like a flashback and make it give it a cinematic feel mm. and give it like 80s feel like like uh, the costuming and the cinematography we're trying to make it be like a time set video <laughs> yeah, so I'm just listening to the artist in you now because when we get there anything goes concepts can change any minute oh, yeah, so I like that side of it Okay, that's but exciting. Then, My gosh, yeah. it sounds like also you're working on so many different things. But <laughs> we're trying. You see, your training way back when I think <laughs> kind of prepared you for this a bit of everything, so that you kind of have an idea, yeah, so that you can bring say, the vision together. Yeah, it really did. Because mm-hmm. now I think the multitasking is what I'm able to do, and, uh-huh. and to have multiple uh, 
streams of knowledge of like different things like I know how to do that and do that, Ooh, and do that but how to multiple streams of knowledge yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i love that so as we wrap up i always ask you know what is the one thing your driving force what's the one thing that has held you steady on this course cuz for many people many mm. creators many filmmakers they jump off at some point they're like man it's not easy and maybe they're frustrated by what's available oh, yeah. because you also have to work with what's available oh, yeah. how has it worked for you what would you i don't know what would you say for me <laughs> it's just holding the faith holding on to the vision mm. whatever cost cuz there's going to like life is going to throw everything at you mm-hmm. it really is from the beginning until even when you get to the hill you're trying to climb there'll still be like issues and things working against you but i would say find a deeper reason why you're doing it mm. like that is not just to fulfill today's objectives or this week's or yeah, this just year. to deliver this now yeah, mm-hmm. no no you're trying to do something that means something deeper for you mm-hmm. that you want i would say it ties into your legacy mm-hmm. because i feel like if you give it such importance it will be hard for you to fail to accomplish it mm-hmm. because you you treasure it so much so i would say it is in anything but especially an arts career mm you have to find a deeper reason why you're doing it than just for the attention of it or the, for the pomp of it or the glamour or the money those things, or whatever money, mm-hmm. all those things come and go because yeah. when you do whatever it is you get the recognition the flowers the money one year later that stuff has gone uh-huh. you what have to you work stay? on something what are, what are you remaining with <laughs> however <laughs> if you accomplished what you set out to do and the deep reason was satisfied of like I wanted this to be what represents me as an artist in this way or to tell stories that represent these people or to do this so that I can change this community like it has to be deeper than mm-hmm. just you and your shallow ambitions that are right now <laughs> you get have it? you heard I, we don't want shallow ambitions <laughs> just, that's the only way that will get the fuel to take you yeah no but we do have a lot of people mm-hmm. trying and they're yeah. like they just want to be famous so they the just reasons matter mm-hmm. Especially if you want to stand the test of time. Especially if you want to stand the test of time, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 okay. Yes. Oh my goodness, Alan. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much, Chris. I, I feel, feel like, like there's so much more we need to cover, but <laughs> hopefully mm, we'll have you we'll, back again. Yeah, I was going to say I can come back. I feel like I talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but thank you again. Thank you so much, Chris. It was Christo. so nice to see you again it's, and lovely a, having you. It's an honor for me to be hosted by the great Christian. So thank you for Look at you. Me. It really is. It <laughs> really you. is. Thank you. Thank you. We are listening to you and Banji and oh, it was yes. one of my favorite shows growing up. Oh yeah. yeah. We had fun. <laughs> yes, you guys did. We had fun. I was in the car with you Actually, guys. Actually, we're all in it together. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Crystal. Groove Cafe. Brought to you by Stanbic Bank. It can be.